You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Hi, Logan. I wanted to touch or ask you something real quick about kind of the evaluation process with Washington specifically not having an OC currently. If you're on that scouting staff, like I I know it obviously can be done. This is a thing that happens all the time in the NFL, but you don't know what scheme you're playing next year. Like you're still writing your reports, like the trait, a guy doesn't go from running a four, six to a four, four, uh, in, because you're running air Coryell versus West coast. But, um, what, what is the kind of process that you would be going through right now? How are you organizing your reports? Mm -hmm. What kind of things are you prioritizing? Not knowing what, um, like not, not knowing how this piece is going to ultimately fit into a system of needs. Yeah. And that's a really good question because it is tough. And so what I've done is I just said, who is the best player? Like full stop. Who is the guy that's going to be? So like I do like a, I do like a green, yellow, orange, red kind of tier. So I can just look at the sheet and be like, these Mm -hmm. are the greens, these are the whatever. And like I said, I have four green offensive linemen at the senior bowl right now. Right. And I have right now I have two DBs, but I haven't finished the DBs yet. Right. Um, And so the thing that I say is like, these are the guys that are going to be starters in the NFL. Like they will be. Now, how good they are is probably system dependent. So, like, let's take DeWan Jones because he's like everybody. He's the flavor of the day right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an excellent athlete for being 375 pounds. He's got the longest arms, like, in the in, in senior bowl history. And he had, like, a dominant day yesterday. But if I'm running outside zone, like, I probably devalue him a little bit. You know, like, right. I, think he, I think he's physically capable of doing it. I think he can move. And I think when you watch his Ohio State tape, you say there are – some movement skills that actually you say he could do outside zone, but do I want to major an outside zone with him as my right tackle? Probably not. You know, so then I'd probably prioritize a guy like Darnell Wright, but even Darnell Wright, despite his tremendous foot speed to try to, despite his tremendous size, maybe I want to go someone a little bit smaller. And then I, then I prioritize Jalen Duncan, who is this freak athlete who can run like a deer and move around and just do all this crazy stuff. So maybe just because of a scheme fit, he moves up my board and becomes my number one tackle. And like, you know, in, in my film watching, he was for sure my number one tackle. But then after kind of combining that with the senior bowl and how dominant some of these other guys were in the one-on-ones, you're like, man, like I, that, that, that factors into the evaluation. So right. not that that would be a bad thing if you had to draft, if you had to draft Jalen Duncan, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be a terrible thing. Like they're right. all, there's four starters right now. It's just about which one of those four, in my opinion, would be the correct fit. And the same thing applies to center, right? If like uh, Schmidt, whatever his name is, the kid from Minnesota, is a big body center who's not the fastest footed guy. He showed me some stuff yesterday that was very impressive in terms of movement skills. But if if that's the case, I'm 
probably going with the guy from Notre Dame or probably going with the guy from Michigan who are a little bit more twitchy. And again, that's just a simple scheme shift. If I want to do a lot of drop back passing, the bigger tackles are nice. The bigger center's nice. All those things factor in in terms of sequ- – so we've established that there are these four guys that could play. Mm-hmm. Now we just have to say, how do we prioritize them in our scheme? And I think that is something that is always going to be looming over this process until the OC is hired. Right. And so just to clarify, right, um, they'll submit their reports – and as long as you have an OC by the draft, which there's zero percent chance that they don't, uh, <laughs> they'll have one by the combine. They'll probably have one by the end of next week. Uh, right. Well, maybe not the end of next week if it's enemy because uh, you know they might need to wait till after the Super Bowl. But mid February at the at the latest, then it's like okay, based off what we saw, this is how he would plug into outside an outside zone based scheme. This is right, how we would run into. So for the scouts, it's like not that big of a deal. Maybe it makes it a little bit harder. Your your nets cats is a little bit wider. You're doing a little bit more guessing uh as opposed to really thinking through that lens, but it really doesn't have that big of an impact. Um the one thing I think you do miss is not having them there to interview. And this is, yes. you know, like Ron yes. is also not there. And if you have your OC or your head coach and you're looking at a guy in the first round, like you want those guys to have conversations. And while there are opportunities at the combine and on the team visits, it is just one thing that kind of passes by. Um, Ultimately, getting the right guy in is more important. Like hiring the right OC is more important than hiring that guy fast enough that he can talk to a prospect to the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's interesting um, to, to say or to not have that opportunity. Although I, as I say this, this thought just came to mind. So I apologize for rambling. I do remember talking to some of the scouts and like some of the, the college folks uh, when I was on the beat mm-hmm. and they kind of appreciated when the coaches didn't come to the senior bowl, right? Because the coaches, as you go, get more involved in the process and that the scouts need to have their reports like compiled and finished. Mm-hmm. And this is a chance for them to get that one-on-one time as scouts. And then later on, once they've got kind of their finished reports and they've said, hey, this is someone we should really be targeting, the coaches can then lead those interviews at the combine and on the visits. Um, so this is it, it's still kind of in-season scouting, if you will, mm-hmm. versus the, um, the off-season scouting like draft prep that kind of more is the mode you're in at the combine and beyond. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things like I talked to Ron last year at the combine in terms of not having to take on the full scouting responsibility, like the hiring of Martin Mayhew, you know, like what that means for him and Martin's here. So Ron trusts Martin, right. And Martin's going to handle that interview process. So instead of Ron having to kind of go down there, waste his off season, kind of burn the candle at both, not waste the off season, but burn the candle at both ends. He can kind of, be fresh and Martin can do his job and say, these were the things I interviewed him about. These are the things and kind of set the, set the table for those, you know, those 30 visits that they have in the combine and all those different things and kind of lay that down for Ron so that Ron doesn't have to handle all that stuff. And then Ron can kind of be the traditional head coach role. And when it's time for Ron to enter the interview process, like he can do that, you know? And then like, obviously like I was on the flight with Ken Zampezi, he's down here. And I said, you know, why are you down here? He's like, well, I haven't even started my, my, film watching yet i feel like this is the most important step because i get a feel for the guy you know i get a feel for the human being and to me that's more of a priority and so that makes a lot of sense to me too because it's like i don't want to watch film on a guy that i don't that i can't coach or i don't like and he had a couple really good examples from his career that kind of alluded to that and why that was important so i think like it just kind of depends on the coach 
depends on the guy, depends on the structure. But I also think like this is a this is a scouts event more than a coaches event. So right. if the coach is in here, it should you should buy oh coaches in here. It's like that's why you hire a guy like Martin, right? That's why you have your right. college scouts and th- they're all here. They're all watching this because this is an important data point. And then I had a conversation with Mike McDaniel last year about like whether he goes to the senior bowl, whether he goes to the combine. And he was like, I don't watch any of the stuff anymore because I can watch it all on film. And because I watch so much film, I get a better comparison of the guy's does that make sense what I'm saying? Right. So right. you're watching film to film versus like, right. oh, wow, this guy's really fast in person. Then you watch him on film. You're like, was he? Yeah, right. And so I think that's – and so, again, like everyone's got a different process. So that's yeah. what that's what I love about scouting is it's like this inexact science, you know? Like everyone thinks they've got their tells and they've got their little things that, that kind of give you the edge. But ultimately, it's a crapshoot. So, like, you're factoring in what you see from the season, what you see from the senior bowl, what you see from the combine – and then the most important element that we are not privy to as as analysts is mm-hmm. the interview process. One hundred percent. The coaches that's where that's what separates their draft board. And I had a conversation with a coach one time. This was interesting. Talk speaking of like where and how to weigh the Senior Bowl in the evaluation process, and he was like, "Don't let a bad Senior Bowl outweigh a full season of good tape." Right. You know what right. I mean? And so like as much as people want to put a lot of weight on this and they should, cause it's good versus good. You, you know, guys are getting coached or doing different stuff. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's one, it's one week of practice ultimately, you know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. And while it's an important piece, it's not the only piece. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, that's a great point. And I think sometimes we get, we ride the waves a little bit too much. And then all of a sudden draft day, it's like, how did that guy who was awesome all four years of college and had a bad 40 yard (laughs) dash at the combine go in the first round? It's like, I don't know, maybe he was a good football player. (laughs) Um, And as far as like Ron not being there, for instance, like he's got to hire his coaching staff, right? He's, He's probably talking to whoever working on that. And also free agency is first. And so maybe at this point, I don't know, but like, this is also the time of year that a lot of like the pro scout meetings are happening. And so they got to set their free agency board. And obviously, you know, Martin needs to be a part of that as well. So it's not like they're working behind the GM's back, but like, there's a whole other scouting department within every NFL organization that has a job to do on the free agent side before you even get to the draft. And a lot of times that work, they want it to be done first one because free agency happens first, but two, then they bring in the pro scouts to the college process to get another set of eyes on everything. And so there's a lot that's happening kind of simultaneously, um, you know, parallel timelines, if you will. And so Ron certainly like, I don't know whether Ron is currently doing season review work right now, whether he's doing pro scouting right now, whether he's focused on his staff right now, but there is plenty to do for him that doesn't involve being at the senior bowl. And I think also you, you bring up a really good point there is the draft informs your free agent decisions. So let's say, let's just say, for example, that the the second tier of tackle in this class wasn't very good. I'm going to be a little bit more desperate in free, free agency to find a tackle, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just makes sense. So you need to kind of have a baseline understanding of how to value the tackle market based on the draft. Like they, they are linked you know what i'm saying so i can't make decisions i i I wouldn't want to make a decision about a free agent without having some information about the draftable prospects at offensive line does that make sense like yeah totally and and so for me like this is all part of the process so to think that it, it happens in like this perfect linear order which you're pointing out 
is ridiculous because you, you, you need all the information or at least an idea of the information before you go in and, and make some of these off-season decisions. Yeah, um, that's exactly, yeah, 100%. All right, uh, when we get back, uh, some thoughts on Tom Brady uh, retiring, and uh, that's how we end the show here on Take Command. 